1: What's happening? Happy day. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of coffee again today. So. Have you?
0: Yeah, well, we got like a new kind of coffee and I'm wondering oh if it has more caffeine or something. And I'm on like my third cup and it's like
1: 7 a.m. So we have resurrected our corig. Oh my God, I know. I know. How embarrassing.
0: <laughs> right? We hadn't used it. I was y- sick of that thing. And we hadn't used I'm it like- in
1: years. It was like... Packed yeah. away.
0: We're so bored. And you know what I mean? Like our lives are on such a routine right now. At least mine is mm. that I'm like any spice. And so like being able to pick a different flavor of coffee every day <laughs> in the is like, that's enough. That's doing it that's exciting enough for you. <laughs> That's like the best part of my day. I'm like, sometimes the act
1: of like brewing a full pot of coffee, it takes too long. The (laughs) task is Grinding the
0: beans. I'm already over it. (laughs) By the time the coffee touches my lips,
1: I'm already too tired. (laughs) But you do know we love coffee in this house. So I mean, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. I do have something to share though. Do you? Yeah. So if you watch us on Patreon, you know, we film, Uh, uh, we have like a little set. Oh Yeah. (laughs) And in, in the set is like this neon moon. Right. You could go see it in TikToks or whatever. I think that's a Brooks and Dunn stamp. What what is it? neon ne- moon? Neon moon. <laughs> Why am I singing everything like that? Like TikTok. a granny? <laughs> <laughs> a granny on Broadway. I'm killing it. <laughs> so there's this neon moon, Brooks and Dunn TM. Um, I think we got it off of Amazon. Yeah. And I was recording some social media stuff. Yeah. And I put new batteries in it. Yeah. And I'm sitting here recording and all of a sudden I hear this fucking pop, like this loud ass pop. Uh Uh-huh. And I have PTSD. So I almost (laughs) shit my pants. I was like shivering
1: (laughs) instantly. (laughs) And then followed by a sizzle. (laughs) And then it started sizzling.
0: (laughs) And I was like, what is happening? And at first I didn't know where the sound was coming coming from. from. It was right above my head. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. My hair would have caught fire again. Oh my gosh. That is not the first time that would (laughs)
1: have happened. It's not even the 4th times. of July. But
0: so then I finally figured it out and I went and like tapped the batteries out. Mm-hmm. And I think there was like battery acid fucking <laughs> it was battery acid. I mean, this thing was like $10, which I guess <laughs> could be the reason why it almost caught on fire. But what the fuck? This is battery <laughs> acid. <laughs> but like, damn, that could have been bad. I'm could've glad been. I was in this room. Could've
1: I probably put the battery in wrong or something. It was probably my fault somehow. You did it. You fried our moon. I've it is no longer neon. <laughs> you fried our mood. Yeah, so now I put a little gnome up there. And uh, some little flowers. We I picked know. some wild flowers. So oh, cute. Feeling the vibe. Yeah, I posted that on my social media yesterday or, because, you know, it just made me happy. You're a little, Those little flowers.
0: You're a little social media guru. Everyone looks fuck out. Oh my goodness. Okay. Now get serious. <laughs> let's get serious <laughs> what's so that before i tell this next story or we get into it i am yeah. gonna give like a major weeper warning oh, this is the first time weeper. we've done this uh, a major weeper warning mm-hmm. for this episode there might be some tears oh, this might no. be an emotional one i'm Yikes. gonna try to keep it packed in but i have a feeling <laughs> it's not gonna it's happen, not gonna happen. Uh, we've had these episodes in the past yes you know, usually you hear us, like, farting and laughing. <laughs> Today you might get a cry in there as well. The farts and the laughs are still going to happen. <laughs> you might get some tears yeah, because yeah. um it is May. yeah. And when this month rolls around, you know, there's one thing kind of at the forefront of my mind, mm-hmm. and I'm sure yours. Mm. Um, it's been two years mm-hmm. since my childhood friend Mara passed away. Yeah. Since she was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, My topic today is kind of, you know, in memory of her, like I picked it for that reason. Right. Um, You know, we're
1: just, we just want to share memories and. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. And then, yeah. And then I thought my topic today, I was so excited and I thought I've been wanting to do this for so long and I was so happy and it was a hard tugger. It was a hard hard tugger for me. So damn it. And it was a hard week. And yeah. like,
0: I think we can, you yes. know, see why it just, as the, the two year yeah. date comes closer, you, you yeah. know, I could just feel that lump in my throat yeah. and especially being back home and being back yes. in this area. It's Definitely just, difficult. see, my voice is already quivering Cranky. and was it a full moon <laughs> this week? I believe it let's was like, you know, keep tally. Yes. Hey, let's make it fun for you at home. Drink yes. or smoke <laughs> anytime. <laughs> We start to cry (laughs) and you'll be feeling good by the end of this episode. Uh, So yeah, we just wanted to share, you know, some memories and then we'll get into it. Uh, Also around this time of year, the Renaissance Festival it keeps starts, popping into my mind. Oh my mind. gosh! Um, mm-hmm. Because it's just I don't know when it starts to get warm. Yeah, and then it's especially the when that night chill comes in, I'm like, it's yeah. a Renaissance
1: Festival time. Yeah. Yeah. And This would be about the time of the year when you had a booth out there that it would be, you You'd know, time to go start out, cleaning. start cleaning, painting your booth, you know, prepping yeah. it for the season. And so then these two things, <laughs> the plants, your favorite. I know. So then these two
0: things combined, right? So if you're new here and you don't know. We spent many years at the Pittsburgh Renaissance Festival. Laura has had many booths there. (laughs) Peanut brittle herbs, uh, massage. I don't know. She read tarot cards out there. Yes. I was the event marketer. Yeah. If there was, <laughs> I was in the cast at one point. If there You're was the, something to do out there, we were doing it. And this right. was when I was younger. Yeah. But it was for years, many um, like so twenty it was years. Like a big part of our life, a yeah. big part of our family. Yeah. We still love it. It's Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Renaissance Festival. Go visit. Yeah, it's like go fun visit. Time it's a good out time. Out there. Yeah. But so you had just got this had to be when I was in like high school. I'd say tenth, eleventh yeah. grade. Oh, really?
1: I was gonna say ninth. <laughs> oh, really? I was, gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say ninth grade. I don't
0: know. Uh, yeah, somewhere. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. You might be right. Um, and you had just got a new booth. Mm-hmm. And if you know this festival, right when you're going down that hill, yeah. the death hill, okay, the death it's steep of- as fuck, yeah. there's a booth that sits on the left-hand corner. Hand corner yeah. Right when you get
1: down in, like, the den, and it is so beautiful. Yeah. And this was the booth. It used to sell for many years the most beautiful dolls. I loved those dolls. Yeah. yeah. And so at that point, the owners decided they you know, we're retiring. And so they were just trying to rent it out so they could keep it in the family. So I rented it out, yeah. And you put... Massage in there, right? And herbs. That and was herbs. my first Massage in herb herbs. Yeah. You little cutie. Yeah. They wanted me to come in as a massage therapist. And I said, only if I can bring the herbs because that was <laughs> really, right. that's really what you I were wanted to, to, to do. Get, yeah. Yeah. And then every subsequent year after that, I was like trying to get, get the massage well pound <laughs> well played lore and just build on the herbs. I love it. Yeah. So we had
0: to go and clean it up.
1: Yeah. Uh, so paint. it was in the
0: summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And paint. And no yeah. one wanted to help us. Right. Like no, no one was into it. No, no. one understood the Renaissance festival no. lifestyle. No. Okay. But we somehow got your friend, Matt. Yeah. Who was kind of like working on mm-hmm. in the booth mm-hmm. with you. Right. And then my friends, Mara and Phil. Right. You've heard us talk about Phil. So it was just like this fucking motley crew who did not know how to paint. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, should have been recorded. It was a good time. It was a good time. It was a, good a really good time. Just yeah, listening think, to music and yeah. painting and we we were all just like I don't know, covered in paint, and yeah. it was just—it's like a core memory of mine. Yeah, I it was a really good a time, just
1: being down in the woods,
0: smelling like quiet that fresh air. Like only a few other people were on the
1: grounds at that yeah. time. It's just—I mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, when you like drive down onto the grounds, it's just like this—I don't know—this really special feeling. It really it is. Just like yeah. lifts you up, and then you just smell the woods and the earth, and yeah, uh, it's just so nice. And then we put the music on. We're painting this beautiful booth. Talking about, about just like the Life. most random yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah,
0: your friend Matt had a song that oh he would sing called the Bunny Song, <laughs> yeah. and he would only let certain people hear it. And it yeah. was a, it, it was a story about yeah. the time he stumbled upon a bunny. Yeah, but it was <laughs> fucking hilarious. And, and then he I graced laughed. us with it. He
1: did, <laughs> and then I laughed, and he said, "I'll never hear it again." <laughs> I know. well We thought he was joking, but he was very very serious. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Yeah, so
0: that's like a core memory and then of course me Phil and Mara kind of ran around yeah, the grounds getting you're like into fucking oh. mischief. Yeah, you're like we painted two strokes. Well, here's <laughs> the thing if Mara was around yeah, you were fucking getting into something. She the was yeah. one of those friends that yeah. like
1: she couldn't sit still. She
0: was so sweet and just like the kindest soul, but Curious. she was a fucking troublemaker. She's a Gemini.
1: Okay, so just you know, <laughs> you know yeah. the fucking drill. Yeah, so you guys went, you know, stumbled around. upon a weed patch. Yes, yes, Love yes. It. I remember back in the day, like a month before the festival opened every single year, um, the owner of the festival would go down because she loved to garden and she would clean the beds out, and right. she's like, "Time to go." pull out all the weed. All the Mary Jane. (laughs) (laughs) The ganja. Yeah. Yeah. Very fitting. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. People would would just throw their... shake it on the ground and (laughs) up it would pop you know I love that yeah yeah so good time sharing the wealth that's right that's right oh
0: that is a good time I do like if you have a renaissance festival or something like that in Mm -hmm. your area go check it out yeah this year
1: it's a very um nice community when we talked about you know I usually like part of a community there I did yeah I usually
0: find that they're very welcoming very open you know what mm -hmm. I mean just very sweet and fun I mean, it's fun. Come on. It is fun all nerds in the best way. Right. I say nerd very lovingly. I hope oh everyone my knows that because yeah. I'm a fucking nerd. Oh my God, me too. Yeah. With being a nerd. I don't and know. The music, the best. The best. Yeah. I do get very nostalgic. Like anytime I hear bagpipes.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> anytime, anytime I hear those bagpipes. I love bagpipes. And anytime I hear bagpipes, I think of at night when the sun would start to set, yeah. they would go up on the hill and the bagpipes would, you <sighs> know, start playing. I and do ugh, love that. It just like pulls yeah, a little place oh in your, God, your
0: soulmate will also be a bagpiper and a roof <laughs> thatcher. thatcher. Oh, my goodness. Also bagpipes in Let's his church. All things <laughs> Scottish, Irish, you know, yeah, we're <laughs> going we're going there for your soulmate. <laughs> Does you anyone go. know anyone? There Please. You, <laughs> you know, what just popped in my head, though. This what? is so random about that day what? Uh, when we were painting. We all went to like a little corner store do you remember yes that? the okay. basket shop
1: okay mm-hmm. a basket okay, which is now cool. I just that is so funny you say you love that a fucking because, <laughs> I know it's so funny you say that because I just got a thing on my uh, social media feed that they just turned it like think she passed away oh no. and sold it <laughs> sad um but they opened it as a moonshine <laughs> Okay, that store. took a turn. That took a turn, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I love it. I'm gonna go fucking check it out. Okay, so we were at the fucking basket store because Laura yeah. probably had to make the like, basket. Well, for you can go in there admirer. and shop.
1: And yeah. then you could have a little sandwich, a little sandwich. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. So they had like little Drinks. knickknacks
1: and stuff Chunchkis. and I found <laughs> something with my name on it. Yes. Do you remember Would okay you so never... you know when you
0: travel and they have like the stands. I think it was a pen.
1: Was mm-hmm. it a fucking pen? They you know they have magnets, all that Magnus, kind of shit.
0: keychains and I never find my name l-e-i-g-h ever right i always find so. leah lee L-E-O. which is like fine but yeah. you know what i mean i've always like longed to find my name and you on did, one of these, and i right did there. that random fucking basket store. Left from 1965 <laughs> but i love that it's linked to that day yeah do you know yeah, what i mean like yeah, that, yeah.
1: i don't know and they had ice cream there too okay yes that makes everything better yeah
0: i don't know that was just a nice memory mm-hmm. we wanted to share with you that that was a good one yeah yeah it stands out all right well we're gonna get into it speaking yes. of uh again i'm flashing the major weeper card because i can already tell yeah i can already fucking tell uh go check out our patreon you know the drill yes. there's a lot of cool stuff coming up over there yep rate us and talk about a community and a oh, little family i do just yes. love the vibe over there so go yeah. check it out rate us on spotify and apple five stars please yes uh are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, I wish Jake was here. I need I, I need emotional support. <laughs> <laughs> and Laura sometimes gets turned off by emotion.
1: And <laughs> becomes <it> <laughs> I shut down. So don't do oh that my to me gosh, today. Oh okay. My. All
0: right, I am talking about Stand by Me today, mm-hmm, 1986. Mm-hmm, yes. Uh I'm sure I've mentioned this movie before. This is one of Jake's all-time favorite movies, mine as well. It's yes. a very important movie to me and you can see why. Yes. Um yeah, after, you know, the events of the last few years, this movie just Uh, even more important. It really is. It just strikes a chord with me. We're going to get into all of it. But this is an adventure slash drama slash coming of age film. Yes. Rated R. It is considered to be one of the best films of all time. Is it really? (laughs) It is. It it is always on those lists of like movies you have to see before Mm. you die. The bucket list. Uh, Yeah. So go and check it out. Uh, Here's your tagline. It's a long one. And I will say I don't enjoy a long tagline. (laughs) I feel like the point of a tagline is to like (laughs) short and sweet baby short (laughs) Sweet, okay. For some, it's the last real taste of innocence and the first real taste of life. But for everyone, it's the time that memories are made of. Uh, So I believe they're referring to like childhood. Yeah. Okay. Screenplay by, I'm going to give that a five out of 10. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a fan. (laughs) It's a long one. Uh, Screenplay by Reynold Gideon. I like that name. And Bruce A. Evans. And it's based on the 1982 novella, The Body, written by Stephen king if you yes. didn't know i feel like a lot of people don't miss associate that, that right and this was published in the collection different seasons so mm-hmm. it was like i think four different stories yeah. uh and shawshank redemption is one of them yeah all right directed by rob reiner love him and here's your cast richard dreyfus as the writer is this the jaws oh, oh my, my god i'm so Did proud i get it? i'm so proud i saw him and i was like wait who was the shark vibes quit nope Fuck. hold on hold on hold on Captain. No, there's no captain. Bob. No. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Quint, Matt Hooper. Hopper. Fuck. Hooper's litter- But I got one. You got I'm it. So, I'm so I'm getting so,
0: so fucking close. <laughs> We're like 3 years into this. It's going to happen. It's
1: coming up. It's coming up.
0: All right. Will Wheaton, Will uh, Wheaton as Will Gordy Lachance. Love him. I love Will Wheaton. Yeah. Uh, River Phoenix as mm. Chris Chambers and yes. wow. R.I. Just R.I. As he just Tug on the heart, oh, uh, Corey yeah. Feldman. You know him. You yeah. love him <laughs> as Teddy <laughs> Do Champ. Jerry O'Connell, <laughs> underrated fucking comedian. He's you know hilarious. what? For the
1: longest time, I did not make the connection. What do you what mean? mean? This was Jerry. That this little kid was Jerry. Was Jerry O'Connell? Yes. I feel like a lot of people yes. don't. I was yeah. like, oh my he gosh, he looks
0: really different. Like I feel like his face just looks yeah. completely different. Yes. I feel like he had worked on. Okay, do you think? I maybe I do. that's Ooh. the tea. I don't know. <laughs> Don't quote me. He is Vern Tessio. Yeah. And he's a twin, right? Is he? Jerry O'Connell?
1: I yes, feel like he's a-
0: Did we talk about this before? I don't think so. But I think you're right. <laughs> okay. I do recall. Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, so this is like a little Lost Boy, like a yes. little precursor to yes. the Lost Boys. We've got Kiefer and Corey. Yes. Kiefer plays Ace Merrill. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We have Casey's size Masco is Billy Tessio, who is Love Vern's him. brother. Do you? Love him. Do you? Yes.
1: What was he in? Oh, fuck, I don't know. What is Young that? Guns. Oh, oh, and he's in Secret Admire. What more, you been <laughs> <girl>? <laughs> Leave no, one her. more crack out of you, right oh, Now, but next time, <laughs> please go watch a movie because we quote it randomly all the time. Okay, I like him too. Yeah, I'm because he he's in the movie. We have John Cusack uh, as Denny LaChance. He has made the most appearances here at Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet. He really has. He really He's, has.
0: Yeah. And like weirdly, because yes. this is not a magical movie, but mm-hmm. I did tie it in. Yeah. So we've found a way to weave John, Cusack John in Cusack as much as possible. Made it in. Talk about a heart tugger in this movie. Oh, He's great yeah. in this movie. Yes. And we have Kent W. Luttrell as Ray Brower or The Body. Yes. All right. You ready for the rundown? Yes. Okay. Keep it together, Lee. <laughs> it's gonna, the second this movie starts playing, I'm instantly yeah. like... Soon as soon be as Ben right. E. King starts singing. I'm like, oh <laughs> Okay, we open to writer Gordy Lachance as an adult, mm-hmm. sitting alone in his car, reading a newspaper article that says, Attorney Christopher Chambers fatally stabbed in restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordy then sees two younger boys ride by on bicycles, and he instantly takes off down memory lane. Narrating, I was twelve going on thirteen the first time I saw a dead human being. Yes, talk about a fucking hook. Yeah, like that is so good. That, that grabs you right there. No, I did want to say I've never read the book, so mm-hmm. anything that I talk about here, I don't is know the movie. really what went on in the book. I know right. that there's always differences yeah. in people, so don't fucking right, right, come right. at me. Yeah, I'm sure that line is in the book. I'm sure that's how it opens. But damn, that's a good line, that's a good Stephen one. King. Come that's on, a good now. One. Yes. All right, now we flash back to the summer of nineteen. 59 Mm. in the small town of castle rock oregon with the writer narrating throughout the rest of the movie yes okay young gordy lechance is going through it this summer his older brother denny this is john kuzak was recently killed in a jeep accident and ever since he has become the invisible boy at home Due to his parents' grief, yes, uh, we get many flashbacks of Gordy and Denny. This is oh my mm, god, John Kuzak. So he's only in it for like split seconds, but he's just so, so good. good. Yeah, um, and they are all devastating yep. because we realize that Gordy has always been the invisible boy yep. at home, except to Denny. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. that Denny's not there, yeah, Gordy's all on his own. Yeah, <laughs> and she's already crying. Okay, yep. take a shot. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Okay, but luckily Gordy has a small but close group of friends, mm-hmm. and he's heading off to meet them at their treehouse hangout spot. I always wanted one of these fucking <laughs> hangout spots. Why wasn't I cool enough in this movie and in Jack? You always wanted. I know. I'm like fucking. Give me a treehouse, someone. <laughs> Why did no one ever build? I'm I don't devastated know. <laughs> for me. <laughs> I would have fucking de- in like Monster Squad. Oh yeah, they have a tree- I would have decked the shit. You step would brothers, have. Stepbrothers, come on. Iconic. <laughs> well, Iconic in Treehouse case, case you can still have one. <laughs> oh my god, brothers. you're right. <laughs> you're right. Me and Jake catch us building a fucking treehouse outside. <laughs> a fort in the tree. <laughs> Alright, so here are Gordy's friends. We have Chris Chambers, Gordy's smart you know mm-hmm. secretly smart yes. best friend and the unspoken leader of the group mm-hmm. he comes from a bad family with a bad reputation wrong side of the track yes huh? so everyone assumes that he is bad too including chris mm-hmm. uh we have teddy Duchamp, the craziest friend they had yeah. his dad was an abusive war vet but all teddy wants is to be just like him i know um then we have Vern testy <laughs> The goofy one who is kind of innocent and oblivious. Yeah. I feel like there's a the the goober. There. Can the, you say yeah, <laughs> like the goofy goober. He's just like he's just there for a come good time. On, I on. love Vern. I feel like I am a combination of Vern and Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Could there be one. It depends, it depends on depends the fucking on the day. day. Uh I will say Corey Feldman too. Yes. Uh, they're all so good. That's yes. the thing about this movie is that they the are acting all is so fucking good. Yeah. Something about Teddy Dude Champ just like crushes mm. me. Oh crushes yeah, absolutely. me. Absolutely. Okay, so while they're treehouse hanging, yeah. Yeah. okay, smoking cigs, playing cards, <laughs> they look so cool. Twelve. In my mind, this is what my like high school middle yeah. school hangouts looked like yeah. we all just sat around and like yeah. i don't know just not in a tree just not in a fucking tree house <laughs> what the fuck guys that no. would have changed
1: everything <laughs> that really would have changed the vibe okay
0: game changer uh Vern says he has some wild news to share wow okay he knows the location of a dead body and again he's the goober so they're right. all like yeah, yeah okay sure. Vern." Right. But Ray Brower, a boy from their town, had gone missing a few days earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, He went to pick some blueberries, and he never came home. Oh, damn.
1: (laughs) I love to pick blueberries. Laura's like, oh, no, I'm in danger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You do love to pick a blueberry. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things. It is. Uh, Vern had buried a jar of pennies under his house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and while searching for it unsuccessfully, he yes. never found the jar of pennies. He overheard his older brother and his friend talking about accidentally stumbling upon Brower's dead body out by the train tracks. Yes. Uh, they didn't tell the cops because they are the bad boys in town. Ooh, oh, yeah. And didn't want any unwanted attention i think they like stole a car or something so they oh. didn't want to they didn't want to get involved okay <laughs> uh the leader of this bad boy group yeah. is ace merrill Keith, of course it's kiefer sutherland with his fucking bleached hair yeah. there is something so sexy about that fucking bleached hair that's just why the, i bleached my bag just on him, him <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, i do billy I guess idol, idol. Uh, we've talked about this I James Marsters. Thing. Spike. yeah yes. i was gonna yeah, say yeah, yeah. it's a thing yeah yeah and you put some of those 1990s Nerd glasses. <laughs> okay, <And> it's over. <laughs> it's fucking over. Okay, so Ace Merrill was a leader, and he's constantly being an epic asshole to our mm. core four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, Gordy, Chris, Teddy, and Vern, after they realize Vern is not lying, yes. decide to go and find Ray Brower's body in hopes of becoming local heroes. Oh, nice. <laughs> this is so funny to me. <laughs> They're like, we could get our picture of the paper. I'm like, all right. Wow. wow. I mean, that was probably a big deal back then. I feel like it's because no one would realize they were gone. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like they didn't have right. anything to do. No one was going to know they were yeah. gone. They only had each other. This was a boy their own age. Yeah. It was deeper yeah, than that. Yeah, you mean? Know, yeah yes. uh, they gather their camping goods and essentials Vern brings a comb <laughs> in case the TV you know wants to when they're famous oh my gosh and Chris brings a gun <laughs> just in case yeah and they head off on their mission along the wooded train tracks. I yes. will say, again, this takes place in the 50s. The music, Ugh, uh, so the good. style, the color palette, it all really does like so transport good. you to what yes. I would imagine that time period felt like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they grab some food. They escape the killer junkyard dog, Chopper, <laughs> who is trained to sick balls. This is where you really have to go and watch because me telling Chopper you... Chopper isn't good. Sick gonna balls. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper, sick balls. Uh, they dodge a train. Yes. The most iconic oh, scene. so good. Uh accidentally swim with some leeches. Vern Ooh. loses his comb. <sighs> he's like, I lost my comb. <laughs> <laughs> that was the you major problem. A little bit of Vern energy too. Let's do not- yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> they share some campfire stories, specifically Gordy, who has the best stories because he's an aspiring writer. yeah This is where you remind me of Vern because he like asks a bunch of questions. <laughs> And Gordy's like, yeah, Vern. I don't like. That's you. Just listen to the story. Every and time shut we watch up. a movie, Vern is a Virgo. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Uh, and they talk about anything and everything except Ray Brower. Okay, yeah. because they could all feel the weight mm-hmm. of what was actually yeah, yeah. happening. It first right. starts out as like, oh, we're going on this yeah. adventure, and then it kind of sinks in. The like closer they get, oh, wait, we're looking yeah. for. A dead body yeah uh, but as the boys continue walking along the tracks and as they get closer to the body everything gets a bit vulnerable mm-hmm. unintentionally Teddy deals with the feelings about his dad. Vern grapples with who would win in a fight between <laughs> Mighty Mouse and Superman. Again, he's just like <laughs> Pez. Definitely, I'm definitely cherry flavor yeah, he Pez. Loves cherry flavor Pez. Uh, Chris opens up to Gordy about how hard it is being linked to his family's bad reputation and how the adults around him are constantly letting him down. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. that's the, you know He tells this yeah. story about a teacher at school. Oh my god, devastating. Yes. Uh, and he just wants to go Somewhere where nobody knows him at all because he's really a good kid, yeah, and he just can't he get can't away from his bad family, up. yeah. Uh, and all of these emotions come to a head when the boys finally find what they have been searching for the body of Ray Brower, a boy their own age, mm-hmm. partially hidden under some bushes,
1: blueberry bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Laura, thank
0: you for that
1: detail. <laughs> At least there were blueberries. Yeah, there you go. Uh,
0: this line always stands out to me. The kid wasn't sick. The kid wasn't sleeping. The kid was dead. Yeah. Uh, and I did read that the actors weren't allowed to see oh, until this scene. Until said that they moment. were getting that A real reaction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with this, Gordy finally breaks because he's been kind of... Keeping, keeping it, it together it quiet yeah. you know uh and he tells chris that it should have been him that died not denny oh. because his dad hates him so then you realize that yes they were looking for ray brower but specifically yeah. to gordy yeah seeing this
1: body just right uh, yeah brings it all back to the yeah. forefront mm-hmm.
0: uh, chris explains that the dad simply doesn't know gordy enough to oh. even hate him mm. ouch that's even uh, worse if you had a hard childhood, mm-hmm. but a good friend, yeah, this scene will just yeah. it, it resonate with you. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Vern's brother Billy and his dumbass friend let it slip to Ace that they know where Brower's body is, and right. Ace, he's seeing dollar signs. He's <laughs> like, "Now wait a minute, I want a little bit of that fame and fortune with my bleached hair. I've got my comb. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> hair is quaffed." Uh so unbeknownst to our group the bad boys have been trailing them via car so they got there a lot quicker <laughs> uh, and they show up right Is they find the body. Right. right. Uh, Ace tries to intimidate them, as per usual, but Gordy... He's
1: not having any of it.
0: He has had enough. He's had his emotional breakthrough. (laughs) He's like, fuck all this shit. He pulls out the emergency gun and explains that nobody will be taking the body. Mm -hmm. Suck my fat one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ace and the bad boys scurry off. Our boys cover Brower's body with a blanket and make an anonymous phone call so that he'll be found. Yeah, And Vern is like... But we're not going to be famous. Which is good because I lost my comb. <laughs> he
1: doesn't even like have any hair.
0: I know. Uh, but Gordy says not this way. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah. Uh, the boys barely spoke on their way back, parting ways when they arrive home to Castle Rock until it's just Gordy and Chris. And if you've ever been through something traumatic like that mm-hmm. silence yeah is right. uh, uh yeah uh, speaks volumes it does mm-hmm. the writer/narrator explains that after this the two saw less of teddy and vern until they practically became strangers "Quote unquote, it happens sometimes. Friends come in and out of your life like busboys in a restaurant. Yeah. Oh boy, there wow. you go, take a shot.
1: <laughs> Here come the tears. Here come the that tears. That is so true, though. It really is so true. It
0: really is. Yeah. Uh, Vern went on to become a forklift
1: operator. <laughs> I don't know why that's
0: funny. Uh, with four
1: kids and a wife, and stayed in Castle Rock.
0: I don't know about him, but Teddy spent some time in jail after he was denied from the army and then he was back in Castle Rock, Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, As they prepare to part ways, Chris says, I'm never going to get out of this town. Am I Gordy?
1: Oh, my goodness. Mm. River
0: Phoenix. So good. Oh, my God. And then if you know his... His story. story. Yeah, R. It's I. just P. like, if you're not crying at this moment, yeah. I don't trust you. Something's Absolutely. wrong. Something's right. wrong. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, to which Gordy replies, you can do anything you want, man. Yeah. And like, they really only have each other. Right.
1: Um, Which is so fucking sad. Which is more than most. <laughs> but
0: so important.
1: Yeah. yeah I was going to say. More than most people have.
0: Uh, the writer explains that Chris did, in fact, get out of Castle Rock. He enrolled in college courses with Gordy, went off to college, and became a lawyer. Oh, yeah. Last week, he was stabbed to death while trying to break up an argument between two men at a fast food restaurant. So then we've come yeah. full circle. This right. is the article he in was reading paper. at the beginning. Uh, we then flash to the writer's computer. which So this is Gordy as mm-hmm. an adult as he types the last few lines of his story before heading off to play with his son. Yeah. He writes, although I hadn't seen him in more than 10 years, I know I'll miss him forever. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, boy. this Here one, they come. I don't know yeah. how I'm going to get this line out of my yeah. mouth. I never had any friends later on. Like the ones I had when I was 12. <laughs> Jesus, does anyone? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh my. Oh my gosh.
1: gosh. Just like yeah. put a fork in me. Yeah. Toast. Yeah. I think Let's a lot all of take people a <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. I know even I even my eyes are watery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I think a lot of people <sighs> can relate to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you just don't um I you like just don't. You're not in the moment. You can't you, understand. You can't the understand the it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you also can, which right. is why I really like this movie. Like Gordy, when he's narrating, says that a lot. Like we all could feel. Like, that that we were important to each other, that this was important, that, like, this connection mattered. Right. And I feel like, specifically between Gordy and Chris, when because they have a lot of moments together. Yeah. Where they're just being completely vulnerable with each other because they're all they have. Right, I've had, like, when I was a kid, looking back, I I had so many of those conversations. Yeah. I had a small group of friends. Right. But most of them were fucked up, just like I was. Yeah. We all had problems and we just banded together right and just clung together yeah and we like kept each other alive honestly yeah and i just remember having these conversations and i remember having one with mara Mm -hmm. um which like again because she was like the kind of fun friend yeah the vulnerable moments were few. a little more rare yeah you know I? they were far there between. but it was yeah. a more silent thing yeah. which i did really love and appreciate mm-hmm. we didn't need to say things a lot but mm-hmm. on one particular night we just sat in the kitchen mm-hmm. in that one house we had it was a small kitchen yeah. Yeah. and just looked right at each other and just like like had one of these moments we just let it all out and yeah. i just think about that a lot and just how important that was to little lee mm-hmm. yeah yeah I don't know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie, I just there are very few movies that just get it so right. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's such like it's a relatable feeling. Obviously, like you said, I think a lot of people can relate to it, but maybe some can't. It's like such a specific feeling, you know what I mean, of just having that. That group of friends that just mm-hmm. carried you. Yeah. Um, and then losing them yeah. later on when maybe you parted ways. Yeah, or it's just.
1: Yeah. I I feel like um, in those moments in my life, I can only speak for myself. It's like you drift apart or you, you know, I mean, you kind of go different directions in life, but you always think you'll come back to that moment. Or you You know what I mean? You always, Oh, you know, we'll, we'll reconnect. Right. You know, and then, you know, in some instances that's not possible. In
0: some instances that's not possible. And, It's just like you always think that though, or like in my case, like I, we all, the group of people I'm referring to, we always find our way back to each other because what we went through together in childhood, Mm -hmm. like you just, you're just bonded in a way, yeah. you know what I mean? Like no one will ever see that raw side of me it only existed for a short moment but it shaped so much of who i am as an adult as a 30 year old yeah and they were there with me right you know and i was there with them so it's just like you're always gonna kind of weave in and out yeah if you're on patreon uh in our zoom lives you've all met mel yeah she is one of those we love you Melly mel yeah Uh, but that's and we've gone years without talking and you do always kind of just reconnect yeah, yeah, but like you said, sometimes you can't, and I I don't know. This movie just—it's like almost the perfect movie. Honestly, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just go watch it if you have not seen it. Yeah, please. What is my lesson? What is your lesson? So this was voted for on Patreon because I said, you know, I want to do this movie, but it's not magical. What do you guys think my lesson could be? Mm -hmm. And the one that was suggested by one of our lovely patrons that uh, got the most votes was Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Specifically, it was nostalgia as a form of time travel, which I am going to touch on, but this could be like a,
1: yeah, probably
0: a three-parter. So I'm just going to like intro nostalgia because Mm -hmm. specifically this movie, you know, obviously the story focuses on thinking back. Yeah. The writer learns about the death of his old friend. And so he's reminiscing. Yeah, he's taken back to a... Yeah, and what stands out to me is he's, he shares things that he's never talked about before, which right. is, I think, like, I don't know, that happens it with nostalgia. Things, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Unlocked what? He ex- doors. Yes. Yeah. So what exactly is nostalgia? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: hoping for <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Lore, give, give I, me nothing. I feel like there's not words for it, it's a feeling.
0: It, okay, you so know? I'm going to give you the, here's a quote on quote. Okay. So this is the actual definition. Okay. It is a sentimentality for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. Mm. It is often characterized by a longing or desire to return to a former time or place. Nostalgia can also be thought of as the memory of happiness. Which Ooh. is interesting, mm. as it is often associated with happy memories from the past. So yeah. that kept coming up. It seemed to be reiterated that yeah. most of the time it's happy.
1: It's transformative.
0: Take yes, back it's happy, happy yeah. memories. Uh-huh. Um, the word nostalgia seems to be derived from words meaning home and longing or despair. Mm. So it's often compared to like homesickness uh, or homesickness yeah. can yeah, trigger, yeah, yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When nostalgia hits, it feels almost like deja vu, which is Mm. how I was like, this does fit here. Because we have talked about deja vu. Yeah, we have. In deja deja vu vu. with Denzel Washington, of course. (laughs) Uh, But the difference here is that nostalgia draws from personal experience, Mm. while deja vu typically does not like right. it, it doesn't need to be a personal experience to trigger deja vu right, right 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 that makes sense yeah okay nostalgia can be triggered by all sorts of things the senses is a huge one i've yes. really been noticing that yeah. lately i don't know if it's just because mm-hmm. i'm Certain getting older or what the yeah. fuck smell yeah is maybe my biggest it
1: takes you back yeah for sure. i
0: smelled a shampoo the other day when yeah. i was in target that me and jake used the uh. whole time we were in seattle and uh. i literally like it felt like I was in Seattle. Oh, it was my bizarre. Goodness. And it's, it smelled like bananas.
1: So it was like a yeah. very specific shampoo right. smell. And earlier we just talked about like the smell of the woods, like taking you back to that. Yes. Renaissance. That's what yeah. I mean.
0: Yeah. Even like mm-hmm. the the weather. So mm-hmm. that is one weather can influence it. Conversation, any emotion. Yeah. Um. TV shows books yeah. movies songs yeah. games yeah. albums uh, yeah. obviously the other senses yes. <laughs> touch yeah. sound
1: do you uh, have like so for me the um penny candy with my grandfather oh yeah So every Sunday so, yeah go ahead every Sunday my grandfather would take me to the penny candy store yeah. and give me 50 cents I love that and then we'd load up my bag and then I would never eat it I'd just play with it <laughs> until the next week because or, yeah but uh specifically those little saucers we've talked about this they before they literally with those taste little, like styrofoam they literally taste like cardboard you're eating paper they're so terrible so but is it every time I them see them or seeing them so when you eat them, it's the feeling on your tongue and then there's a smell. Like they, there's a they smell. They do have a smell. Yeah. So that's what takes you back. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, anytime I see penny candy, specifically those, I have to buy them and I'm then I eat one and I'm like, God, this is terrible. But yeah. it does, it takes me back right to back. when I was little with that's my grandpa. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, I think smell taste is a big one Mm. like if I taste fried zucchini I'm Mm. instantly like 12 in the summer you know what I mean Uh, I'm trying to think there's definitely albums that Mm. resonate with certain certain time periods for sure there was a time of my life when I was really young that my dad listened to the self-titled third eye blind album yes like on fucking repeat and so now if I hear it it's like this visceral gut, like yeah. I am a child, Yes. It's it's absolutely so there's yeah. where the time travel thing comes yes. in because it does, like, literally, yeah. If it's
1: like a, a big wave of it, yeah. If I see or hear, um, Billy Joel's glass houses, it takes me back to the first a, album, my first vinyl album I got for Christmas, and it literally takes me right back to that Christmas. That's so Because Christmases love that. were like so magical. So see, at my we're house. saying mostly yeah.
0: happy things if yeah. I like anytime. I watch Wayne's World or listen to the the theme song specifically when they sing. Mm -hmm. I think about when me and my friend Paige,
1: yeah, we went as Wayne and Garth
0: for Halloween, and we like, did we carry a boombox with it playing? We had to be fucking extra about it, but we like listened to it a lot, and we were watching. I had to study Wayne. (laughs) Yeah. To get the fit right. And he so now, any so time <laughs> I watch that movie, I'm like, oh my God, it's Halloween. <laughs> but I love that. Right, right. right. I don't know.
1: It, it's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. I yeah. think it does take you back to typically happy.
0: Typically, yeah. typically
1: happy. But then there are times when not I so much. I was going to but... say, so
0: let me get into it because okay. there's some info. So, something that surprised me in my research was that nostalgia is actually a somewhat recent term, hmm. it was coined in 1688. <laughs> what <laughs> recent 1688
1: 1688
0: by Johanns Hofer um a physician from Switzerland uh-huh. and he described nostalgia as a neurological illness an illness illness characterized by repetitive longing thoughts about returning to one's homeland so Ooh. here's where like it can be negative okay uh this attitude survived as recently as world war one when nostalgia was negatively associated with soldiers suffering from a deep desire to return home oh, so again yeah. it's like kind of homesickness yeah 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 i can see that I hate feeling homesick it yeah. is one of the most uncomfortable and especially when you don't know what you're
1: homesick for
0: does that make any sense mm. yeah 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 maybe yeah for sure <laughs> i long for I'm like. I, long,
1: I was gonna say <laughs> that just got sad take a shot <laughs> <Drama. laughs> so we've moved around so yeah. much it's like hmm Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, generally the attitude towards nostalgia transitioned from negative to positive in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. Um, Another famous man from Switzerland, a little psychiatrist by the name of Carl Jung. Oh, love him. uh, Thought that nostalgia could help us reunite with the past, better grasp the present, like connect you to the moment. And connect you with our shared human experience. Right. I like to look at it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, nowadays, from a clinical perspective, get me my fucking lab <laughs> coat. This is a little sciency. Hold on, click, click. <laughs> click Wait a there. minute. <laughs> Nostalgia is generally accepted as beneficial. Or positive. Yeah. Uh, Modern day psychologists celebrate nostalgia's ability to, quote unquote, increase a positive mood, self-esteem, social connectedness, optimism about the future, and perceptions Mm. of the meaning of life. Ooh, nice. Damn. Yeah. That's a heavy hitter. That's what I mean. It is so powerful. Yeah. Uh, But be aware the powers that be will often utilize ideological group nostalgia as opposed to personal nostalgia hmm. as a way to influence the masses. Ugh. Uh, so you'll see it used in marketing a lot. Oh, is there a dime to be made? Let me get in Let on Let me this. tap into yeah, that. Right. Give me a piece. Yeah, right. You'll notice it in marketing a yeah. lot. I think I even like learned about, I think it's called nostalgia marketing. I'm not into it. It kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure we can all think of like, Political examples, oh, if of we try. Of- <laughs> okay, now what about nostalgia in magic? Yes. Okay, so essentially it is mental time travel. I love that. The, I love that. Yeah, the importance of getting into a particular mental state during ritual magic cannot be overstated, right? Mm-hmm. And many practitioners will take that mental trip via nostalgia. So kind of like a meditation thing, but a little more specific. Mm -hmm. So this is a way to effectively harness the positive aspects of our past while circumventing the physical limitations. Mm. Uh, I liked this quote I found. We don't want to return to our past. We want our past to return to us. Ah, I like that. Script flip. Woo-woo! This could be done during like a cleansing ritual, Uh. uh, a divination ritual, Mm -hmm. if you're trying to like... Uh, like regression, what do they call that? When you're trying to- Past life. Past life regression. Yes, yes. Something like that, where Mm. you're trying to uncover. Unlock. You could tap into nostalgia. Uh, Ancestral magic, which we haven't, Mm, I really want to dive into that. Yeah, Uh, But this is where you're trying to connect with like past life, past family, you know what I mean? Your family Mm -hmm. tree, a past loved one. Uh, So nostalgia would be a big one for that. yeah, yeah. So using nostalgia to reach this mental state and spiritual state where you feel deeply connected to that person, place, Mm -hmm. time, mood Mm -hmm. can aid in spell work. Love it. This is very interesting. Yeah. It does seem to be that most applications of nostalgia in magic, magic,
1: (laughs) magic,
0: use it as kind of like a muse.
1: Uh, I like that. Yes, yeah. uh,
0: to conjure a particular. Oh, that's the effect. second time. I yeah, know the second time muses have come out. I know. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in order to do this, you could focus on specific memories. Like I said, like meditate, but more specifically, yeah. uh, bring in those triggers. Right, smell, taste, etc. Yeah. Uh, play some music that will take you there. It's like meditating with those triggers. I mean, why do you think yeah. like
1: um, decade? You know outfits and fashion come back Fast. into style oh, you know what i mean
0: interesting yeah
1: yeah yeah i, I used to have a mood ring that i re- I remember the day the time it was at monroeville mall no zombies <laughs> were walking around <laughs> okay Foxmore. yeah but hey i love that thing and when and whenever i see mood rings instantly Instant. oh, I like, yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. bring those
0: things into your spell work mm-hmm. and depending on what and just focus on the yeah. intention that is I think I might we don't know a lot about our family tree no and so I I don't know I think that could be interesting right. to try to learn I did through start, divination I
1: did start doing that you uh, did yeah. that was a while a ago that was when I was ago. little yeah. yeah girl you gave
0: up I gave up she gave up was <laughs> <She's> like enough <laughs> Uh, so that's nostalgia.
1: I love that's that That's like the tip. Yeah just the tip. I feel like we could do, you know. Yeah, more. I think you'll see that pop up a little bit more and go a little bit deeper. But this
0: movie just hits on it. It really so does. Good. I loved that that was the lesson that Patreon did. Like, don't they use
1: like when he talks about the cherry flavored Pez and then don't they eat bologna or something? I think it's like uh, lunch meat or yeah. yeah. I feel like bologna was like my day. Was bologna the thing? And I 50s, think it was. You were alive think, in the fifties. No, but I think <laughs> you know. I re- always remember my grandfather wanting a bologna sandwich. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. He okay. would specifically ask for it. So I don't and know. He liked the- Slim Jims. He was a weird one. <laughs> and radishes he like a thing for weird meats. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't know. That's just... Radishes and buttermilk. Yeah, that's fucking weird.
0: That's fucking weird. (laughs) I'm just like getting (laughs) lost in like... In the nostalgia. Yes, I really am. I'm like, damn, I'm fucking going back. And really summer Mm -hmm. seems to do... Like when the weather starts getting warmer, there's a lot that floods Mm -hmm. to my mind. Oh, for sure, yeah. Would you like some fun and random facts about Stand By Me? I would love it. Again, this is a big one. So I tried to get through all of the information. I'm going to link stuff on our site, but don't come at me if I miss something. Okay, Stephen King has said this is one of, if not the best
1: adaptations uh, of his work. Well, that is saying a lot because he's, he's pretty much he's, shit pretty shit on cool. every he, he's like, and you know I what As he that. should be. It is his yeah, work, you know. Right.
0: Um, I am gonna roast him later he's like on this garbage. year. <laughs> With that said, yeah. he's gonna get a roast later on this year because I do. I haven't read his books because I've tried. And mm-hmm. I've been uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm going to dive more into CY. that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. uh Rob Reiner also considers this to be his best film. So Rob Reiner. it's a good fucking movie. He
1: he came so far from you know playing Meathead in um, was he in fucking Dicky Robertson? Is that a movie? Dicky Roberts. Dicky Roberts. <laughs> Dicky Roberts. Probably Robertson. was. <laughs> He was Meathead <laughs> and All in the Family. You, we have this conversation <laughs> every time. time I bring up Robert. It's <laughs> so hard to see him go from that into this, like, great director. Iconic director yes. That's
0: wild. Okay, this is one of the many films, specifically around this time period, so, like, the 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. named after a song mm-hmm. played during the movies and credits mm-hmm. in which the title has- Little to no correlation to the right. actual plot. Right.
1: <laughs> I kind of <laughs> love that, though. Like, it's, it's good. Just, yeah. But whenever you hear that song, it takes you right to this movie.
0: Oh, it, 100%. can I say something?
1: Yeah. I don't care for the song.
0: Yeah. It's I, not my favorite I, no. song. But it takes you but back to the movie. It takes you back to this mm-hmm. movie, and that's like, so yeah. hey Benny King. No,
1: <laughs> you have this movie to think. I'm just <laughs>
0: kidding. Uh Michael Jackson was asked to do a cover of Benny King's song for the movie. In the end, Reiner thought the original version was a better fit. Thank mm. God. Mm. That would have just not been it. No. That would have no, not been I it. don't think so. Uh the movie's success did result in renewed interest in the song which yes. originally released in 1961. Right. Yeah, I knew that. Yes. Uh, but speaking of the soundtrack, like I said, it's really good. and Robin, Lollipop. I love that mm. scene when they're walking on that, the track. Re- that song oh. reminds
1: me of Summer. Yeah, it mm-hmm. really
0: does. Come Go With Me. Mm. So good. <sighs>
1: was that the Like? And That's one yeah. of Jake's all-time favorite songs. there's a Buddy songs. Holly tune in there I, too. I have Buddy Holly yeah. written down
0: and you'll see like Buddy Holly posters in Denny's yeah. room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, they really hit the nail on the yeah. head. Awesome. Uh, this was fun. Songwriter Johnny Western successfully sued the producers for not securing his permission to use Have Gun Will Travel beforehand.
1: Oh, and Vern sings it have Uh, Gun Will Travel a few times
0: throughout. Yeah. ouch Yeah, yeah. Uh the movie was filmed in Brownsville, Oregon. Mm. And we didn't go when we were on the West Coast. Oh, i said They hold an annual Stand By Me Day every Shit. year to oh celebrate gosh. the movie, we and just they do there like tours enough. and stuff. I'm going back. Yeah, Laura, <laughs> I think, is going to pack her bag and she's going to move back to the West Coast. I think we should be bi-coastal. So I said we can't fucking figure this out. Uh, it's July 23rd, I think. Stand By uh, Me Day. Damn Go check it out if you're around that area. That seems fun. Uh, Most of King's stories take place in Maine. That's why I emphasized Oregon, Mm -hmm. uh, Castle Rock, Maine. I think it doesn't seem like they could figure out why this was in Oregon, but it might have been like a Portland misunderstanding. Uh, Like he referenced Portland, Maine. Okay. And they thought they okay. meant portland oregon and so they set it in oregon
1: oh, okay i think gotcha. so, i don't know don't gotcha, quote me gotcha.
0: uh rainier beer can be spotted in some of the scenes love we that. love to see it uh king was actually attacked by leeches as a child so that came that was inspired directly from Yikes. his childhood um and despite some internet urban legends the leeches in the film were all fake oh thank
1: goodness special effects
0: everyone uh the infamous vomit we didn't talk about that that's in one of gordy's stories Mm -hmm. was made from cottage cheese and blueberry pie filling i know that scene sometimes i just look away because i do i am one of those people
1: that if i see enough barf i will barf yeah but the people (laughs) but the people in the crowd barfing and it's blue and they didn't eat pie
0: Well, how do you know they didn't eat some of the pie earlier Mm. in the contest day? There could have been multiple contests. Hey, Vern, (laughs) pack it up. (laughs) Pack it up, Vern. Uh, Rob Reiner, an avid non smoker, insisted that the cigarettes smoked by the boys be made of lettuce and cabbage leaves. Yikes. What? (laughs) I I was like, really? That's gross. I mean, they smoked a lot of cigarettes when they were kids. So, I mean, good. Uh, Jerry, no nicotine was used no in the making nicotine. of film. Uh, Jerry O'Connell was bitten by Chopper, the <laughs> junkyard dog, during filming because they were like he did sick balls. They had to like. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing what he was there for, right? Because okay? right. they had to like taunt sort of Being him. paid for, yeah. <laughs> They had to like poke on. Fond- you know uh-huh, what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I guess he got Get upset. Him right up. Wow. Uh, this would have been weird. Sean Astin auditioned for the role of Chris. Oh no,
1: no, that wouldn't have worked. <laughs>
0: You're like, oh no, sweetie, no. no. That really would not have no. worked. No. You had to be kind of a bad boy and Sean Aston Yeah, he could have probably been Vern. <laughs>
1: that was like a roast I I see him in the role of Vern (laughs) I love Sean Mastin that was just hilarious
0: (laughs) the way you said that (laughs) Uh, Corey Haim almost landed Uh, the role of Chris Uh, But he wanted to be Gordy, so he declined. What? He he said the main character or not. He was a bad boy in real life. (laughs) Yeah, he was. Corey Feldman has stated that Teddy was actually the closest to his personality and personal life at the time, which is quite fucking devastating out of all of the characters he's played. Yeah. I think that might be why it like tugs at your heart. Tugs at my heart because you can (laughs) see that there's something real in there yeah yeah uh, and river phoenix felt so connected to chris that he was like crushed after filming Aww. i think all of the kids like yeah really were very connected and they bonded a lot during filming yeah. like they just yeah that
1: dynamic seemed to actually be there yeah and i think will wheaton is pretty vocal will wheaton, will wheaton about you know <laughs> his struggles and stuff it's very uh, i
0: yeah i haven't like Listen to. I know that he's done a lot, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. I want to learn more yeah. about his story. Right about, I find him interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mental health and yeah. his experiences okay. as a child actor so. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Last but not least, this is very fitting yes. for our story earlier. This is. Mm-hmm. I had to save this for last because I knew you're going to love it. Kiever Sutherland claimed in an interview that in one of the locations of the film, a Renaissance festival was being held. <laughs> <laughs> and the cast and crew attended and bought some cookies. Cookies. And these cookies Not, turned out to be laced with pot. <laughs> oh my god. <gosh, laughs> Literally that's hilarious.
1: Exactly what we were just talking Serendipius about. Serendipious. And serendipious. Serendipious. <laughs> also a movie starring John Cusack. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, we love that one. And 2 That's hours later I didn't even get to the best part of the story. 2
0: hours later the crew found Jerry O'Connell high as fuck and crying somewhere in the park. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's hilarious fucking hilarious and he's <laughs> looking for <first> his cherry flavor <laughs> <press. laughs> oh fucking that's what i have on stand oh my me. gosh, yeah. that was good yeah i'm really glad you did it me too i just i how don't know you? like
0: i said there's only like one thing on my mind at yeah. this time so i figured let's lean into it or i'm yeah. not gonna be able to show yeah. up
1: so how are you feeling do you feel you I know i feel
0: good i feel like i'm gonna just try to focus on that That happy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that love, and that I feel very grateful to have had those connections Mm -hmm. when I was young. Yeah. I don't have a lot of those connections now. Like I don't have a lot of friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Weepa alone, Major Weepa. I think that for some of us, yeah, that's
1: just what happens when you, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where would I have, when would I have the time? honestly That's what i keep saying about a significant yeah. other where, um, would I fit,
0: where would i fit him in but that just makes those relationships yeah. even more special and i just feel very lucky to have had that because you're right some people don't yeah. and Absolutely. i don't think i would be here if i didn't mm-hmm. and yeah i'm just gonna try to focus on that that love aspect mm-hmm. of it yeah i like and that. cry in between <laughs> just, just with crying, right <laughs> yeah i'm good yeah uh, I don't know. Hug your people. Yeah. Give them a hug. Give them a kiss. Yeah. Think about those happy memories. It's part
1: of what keeps them alive. Yeah. Always make sure they know that you love them. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Important. Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) Well, oh, on that note, <laughs> oh, on that note, give me something good, Laura. <laughs> I'm doing Harry and the Hendersons today. You love this movie. I love this movie so much. I've been waiting for such a long time to do it. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cute like, one. Yes. I love it. 1987 American fantasy comedy. I oh like God, we're having an 80s day. We are. A flashback. I love it. Uh, written by William Deere. Bill Martin and Ezra Rappaport. Oh, Ezra mm. Rappaport. I do
0: love the name Ezra. Do I you remember Better Than Ezra, the band? Love them.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, so better good. Better Than Ezra. Yes. It was good. <laughs> There's just a little taste. Okay. <laughs> Produced and directed by William Deere. Okay. Yes. But mm. Steven Spielberg acted as executive producer stevie there our you friend get. steve okay you know, jaws oh well that makes just so much sense of why i have <laughs> a weird relationship <laughs> with steven although it was an uncredited role his influence is definitely felt in the movie okay. so a lot of people compare et it's like got i E.T. could vibes. see that yeah, yeah yes yes uh 10 million dollar budget did 50 at the box office hey not, not too, too shabby. shabby. Okay. Although Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 5.2 out of 10. Ooh. Critics did not care for this film. No. okay, No. Slant Magazine, I did this, I found this just for you. Okay. Slant Magazine's Eric Henderson gave it a 2 out of 4 stars. Okay, ouch. Saying that just like Mac and Me <gasps> became a fe- feature length commercial from McDonald's, Harry and the Hendersons emerges as the Vegetarian's Creed.
0: Oh my god! Okay, that's just like roast on roast on roast. Wow. Okay, is this Mac and Me territory? I didn't think we were going that I far. I didn't think we were Did going we just that like far. this, and so
1: we can't see it? I think oh, that must no. be it. <laughs> Fuck, oh God But okay. you love Mac and Me, so I, I do know. love Mac and Me. <laughs> All right, here is your cast. Okay, John Lithgow is George Henderson. Lord farquad welcome to the party. There okay, love him. Mm. Um, Melinda Dillon, okay, is Nancy Henderson, and you know, I've been watching this movie for a long time i haven't seen it in quite a while yeah but i never realized that she was the damn mom from the christmas story the christmas story a christmas story <laughs> a christmas a story, christmas story. I hate which that movie. i love that movie yeah uh but she, uh, she like she doesn't fit in the role in that movie oh, in that and, like movie, she's yeah. the one thing that like uh, yeah and i don't feel like she's Fits in the fits, do you in maybe the just not like her acting. Yeah, and or I roast. feel bad because RIP, <gasps> she just passed away in January. Oh, so, wow. you can't roast the dead like that. <laughs> I've done it many times. I was gonna say, yes. you do it all the time. <laughs> all right, uh, Margaret Langrick as Sari Hen- Henderson, okay. uh, Joshua Rudoy, I think I'll say it that way, as okay. uh, Ernie Henderson. And if you're as old as me, you might remember a little show dirt. called no. My <laughs> Three Sons, okay. And uh, there was a character on there called ernie douglas and this is where he gets his name this character okay and eerily looks very much like the ernie from my three sons yeah it's really interesting um don amici is dr wallace Wrightwood. don amici don amici (laughs) i love him i love him don Michi, I'm just gonna randomly yeah. say that now remember he was the dad Karina Karina I don't know Karina. Who that is. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh okay yeah, he's in Cocoon trading places coming to America yeah he's okay, great alright and he goes way 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 back old actor uh,
0: old <laughs> Talk actor about old as fucking
1: dirt <laughs> yeah he goes back before me <laughs> <laughs> Lainey Kazan as Irene Moffat and David Suchet as Jacques Leflore okay we've got a lot of characters we in we do film. So the character of Harry. Yes. Yes. Uh, is voiced by Fred Newman. Okay. And in the costume standing at seven foot two. Whoa. Is Kevin Peter Hall. Okay. Now he is best known for this. <laughs> You're
0: talking to me like we're in a college course. I, okay. I was literally, <laughs> so I was literally
1: blown away when I, um, dived into him. Cause you know, I go down all these rabbit yeah, holes. Do. Um, So he's best known for this and the Predator series, which was huge. Oh, okay. Um, But he's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, my gosh. And literally graduated from Penn Hills High School. Are you
0: fucking serious? Yes.
1: Um, But he passed away at the age of 35. Hey, lore I know. Stop lifting me up just to take me down. <laughs> Not in the I mood I I know. Yeah. So he was young when he passed away which mm. was sad. Um, they the movie had a spinoff. Okay. Harry and the Hendersons the series oh, and he played Harry oh. um, until he passed away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah in 91. Okay. But I thought that was really cool. He's from Pittsburgh. That is cool. Hey. Yes. So we have the puppeteers. Yeah. Tom Hester. 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 <laughs> It's supposed to say Tim Lawrence, but it says Time. Time. <laughs> time. Back Lawrence. A back time. Yes. Um, and special effects makeup guru Mr. Rick Baker hey Rick okay hey, I love it created Harry oh that yes. makes it even cooler and yes alright so here's your plot <laughs> okay yes um, the movie opens to the old growth forest in Seattle Washington it does up in the Cascade Mountains so pretty so talk about nostalgia yes big I time I was like I'm so happy to do this and then I'm like this is really tugging <laughs> at my heart I want to go back to <laughs> Seattle yes yeah. specifically our times up here in the Cascade Mountains yeah. uh, the Henderson family is camping And Papa George tells his son, Ernie, that it's the survival of the fittest. Yeah. Ernie replies, yeah, law of the forest, right, Dad? (laughs) Uh, George is regaling in Ernie's first kill of a rabbit. Oh, he okay. is so proud yeah um, and I do believe That's so weird I know okay. right and I do believe George was the inspiration behind the Seattle grunge scene okay <laughs>
0: George alone <laughs> there you go
1: as they head home to this symphonic music which is kind of weird not yeah. fitting yeah. Uh, we're getting a glimpse of the beautiful flora and fauna and the mm. woodland creatures that live there right yeah all of a sudden we hear a thud as George hits something in the middle of the road okay I know what you did last summer yes yeah. <laughs> exactly um upon inspection it seems the family has hit and killed what appears to be a bigfoot <laughs> you know what they just instantly come to that conclusion you know yes. what this is a big i think it was the hands and feet that gave so it the away. furry the furry body yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so george exclaims you know this is a big deal okay it's a major discovery yeah uh, we better take it home <laughs> yeah a museum might want this oh ouch. Okay. so they hoist the bigfoot on the top of the car strap him down and cover him with a tarp Okay. And they had to dead? No, he's not dead. (laughs) I know the answer to that question. That wouldn't be much that would (laughs) not be (laughs) much of a move. Ignore me, ignore me. At the end. At the end credits. <laughs> that would make for a totally different movie. <laughs> yep. Uh. Later, later, that evening, uh, we see a Bigfoot hunter uh, Jacques Lafleur. <laughs> okay. Hot on the trails, tracking the Bigfoot. When he spots a Washington license plate, where his uh. trail ends. So now he understands why his trail went cold. Right. And what his next move is. Dun dun dun. Track the plate. <laughs> yeah. As the Hendersons arrive home, they just leave the Bigfoot strapped to the car. In the- the oh garage my God. and head to bed okay good night <laughs> a few hours later george is having a tough time sleeping per the events of the day probably because there's a big foot in your and garage. he decides to go check on the big foot yeah. who is no longer on the top no of the fucking car shit george no <laughs> Instead, fucking shit george finds him in the refrigerator helping himself to some vittles okay I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he is not dead oh, he's he, hungry. Is, he is alive um, as the Bigfoot thrashes the house and yeah. appears visibly upset uh-huh. at the mounted deer carcass on the wall,
0: as am I. Stop
1: being <laughs> fucking weird. Putting dead shit on your. He's wall. very sad because there's no bump. There's no back end. Wait, <laughs> only what does the he front want to see the of beach? the deer. Well, he's like thinking it's a deer. <gasps> <laughs> he's like petting Everybody it in the glimpse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's ripping through the house. George gets his rifle and prepares. Oh. Um, to take up, Biggie. <laughs> That's not Biggie Small. <laughs> you it. <laughs> as soon as I left her lips, I said, here, it's coming. <laughs> but then he sees that the Bigfoot has found a mink stole. No. <laughs> and he's petting it. And he's looking very teary-eyed. Stop, stop. And George can't kill him. He can't no, wait, do yeah, it. He's too sweet. <laughs> The Bigfoot promptly takes the deer head and the mink and gives them a proper funeral by burying them in the backyard. Okay, me and he is very upset at the Henderson family <laughs> yeah. for taking out the lives of these little friends. I agree. Friends, yeah, you know? fuck you. No. Um, <laughs> the, end. the end credits <laughs> That's it. Um, Harry quickly starts warming his way into the Henderson family heart. Yeah. Hearts-ah. Hearts-ah. When he and young Ernie bond over sharing a Barca lounger. <laughs> <laughs> and snacks and they're watching the old boob tube yeah oh, this creature is not scary at all no he's not he's, he's intelligent so cute. and friendly yeah george thinks that they should keep him around yeah and he begins to teach the bigfoot basic commands okay rewarding <laughs> him with sugar cubes sugar cubes cube. Mama nancy says those are just empty calories george okay Nancy. <laughs> but george is sure that they're destined for the cover of time life
0: time should get Vern verne comb
1: <laughs> because this Look is a, that's right this is this is the find of a lifetime. Right. nancy says they can't keep him because he's destroying the house because he's absolutely massive and he smells oh, <laughs> something ouch. fierce okay nancy there's, the fuck there's an odor nance be quiet <laughs> an anyway he deserves to be free you know right? what that he does that he does unless he wants to stay and they dub him Harry. <laughs> a little on the nose but i like right? it yeah uh, yeah <laughs> Harry Harry <laughs> George agrees to take Harry back to where they found him uh-huh. by luring him into the car with fast food yeah I'm in he doesn't want the burger though no no he's a he vegetarian doesn't- <laughs> stop it <laughs> but Ernie is sad he does not want to lose his BFF yeah as George tries to consult Ernie Harry also becomes upset and flees. Ouch! He begun. He, begins he, he begins, begins. he begins. He begins. <laughs> he begins. <laughs> <laughs> Masterpiece <laughs> theater. Laura's on her scholarly <laughs> yeah, shit today. That's right. Um, Harry's running rampant around town, mm-hmm. scaring the neighbors in search for snacks. Oh. One woman believes that he is a mouse, and when she goes to swat him with a newspaper, she gets the surprise of her life. <laughs> Harry scares her to death, and she passes out. Oh, no. Harry promptly ties her to the roof of her car, thinking after his experience that that's what humans do to their injured. That's fucking hilarious. Harry quickly makes the morning paper. Yeah. Sightings of him are on the rise, and a frenzy ensues in Seattle. People think he's bad? Yes. Because he tied the woman to his car. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because notoriously Bigfoots are known yeah. as right? gotcha. scary and monsters. Yes. Yep. Um, so even George's dad asks him to drum up a scary Bigfoot poster mm-hmm. so that they can have, you know, gun sales because they own a gun shop. Oh ow. Mm, when George offers up a peaceful, true to life depiction of Harry, his papa is pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, who's George again? John Lithgow. Yeah. He owns a gun store. His dad.
0: His dad. Okay. His papa. Is he also named George? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just kidding. I said George's
1: father. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> oh, Can get, you with the, get with the program. Get with the program. <laughs> I was distracted. Anyway, Papa is not happy, and he takes a marker and makes him scary. George gets pissed and quits his job. Okay. He walks out. He's yeah. like, fuck this place. Right. All of these sightings and all of this frenzy quickly grab the attention mm-hmm. of Bigfoot Hunter. Le Fleur. I love every time you say right. this. Yeah. He is now tracked on the license plate to the Hendersons. Mm-hmm. He poses as a forest ranger. Okay. And knocks at the door and gathers by the smell that That's he is up. at the right house. Okay, stop
0: roasting <laughs> Harry's body odor. <laughs> Fuck you.
1: <laughs> Alright, so he now knows where Harry is and he leaves to make his plan. Okay. George heads to the library to gather any information that he can to help him locate Harry. Okay. And bring him home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But leads him to dr wallace rightwood from the north american anthropological institute well that's that's a mouthful which happens to be very close by george decides to head out there and talk to wallace okay we would know this place because this is where my sweatshirt comes from. Oh, yeah. It's up in the Cascade Mountains cute. and it was used as a filming location. It's a little yep. coffee shop yep, now. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, it's gorgeous. The Huckleberry coffee ever. Huckleberry coffee. Huckleberry. And the interesting thing is it ties to your movie because on our trips up there, you said that you and Jay like to stop at The Stand um, By Me Bridge. Lake Eddie. hmm yeah. That yeah. reminds you of Stand Aww, By Me. So isn't that yeah. cute? Such great nostalgic memories, it Really? Right? yeah. Yeah, uh, when George arrives, it's actually museum and a tchotchke shop. Love a tchotchke. He leaves with a lamp. There's some <laughs> stickers. He's got slippers. There's mugs. It's the whole shebang. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. The Bigfoot slippers. I love them. my ones are on, okay. Yes. Uh, sightings are coming in from around town and George sets out to find Harry mm-hmm. with the four right behind him. Right. Cat and uh, mouse. Yes. Speed round wrap up. George finds Harry and brings him home to the fam. Because he's they, a Henderson now. I know. They are elated. Ugh. George invites Mr. Wrightwood to dinner who pleads With George to save himself and give up on the fantasy of finding a Bigfoot. Uh Uh-huh. He has been looking his whole life and has found nothing. Right. Meanwhile, Harry is literally right (laughs) behind him and it's such a cute scene. He's like eating a plant. (laughs) Dr. Wrightwood is elated to meet Harry. Uh, LaFleur is out for blood and is coming for Harry. The family and Dr. Wrightwood flee and head to the mountains where Harry will be safe. The oh. floor finds them and attempts to kill Harry, but then realizes that Harry is a gentle giant and not a scary beast. Oh my god. And then they become friends. Everyone's icy hearts are melting. Yes, and as the family says goodbye to Harry, other Bigfoot are revealed and follow Harry into the forest. Oh my god! There's more and Bigfoot. It's like, there's more. Oh. oh, was it a tearful and goodbye? That's the end. It was. Ouch. Okay. It was. I love it. That. Was a heart tiger. it's beautiful. It's a cute one, guys. Yes, and the ending credits look like. Like an aha video! Oh my god, (laughs) hilarious, (laughs) hilarious, Uh, very eighties. And the song, is it good? Ten out of ten. Okay, (laughs) go check it out. All right, that is the end of Harry Henderson. That's so cute. Go watch it. It's just a fun movie. It is. I love it. Yeah. I feel like Harry is the cutest Sasquatch I've ever seen. I was going to
0: say he did a really like. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess it was
1: many people bringing him to life, but it was a really good
0: well yeah but yeah. then the
1: actor and then the sure, aunt, The sure, puppeteer sure. Little, yeah. come on yeah, yeah yeah but the suit itself is oh, yes. so cute yeah so cute all right so here's a few fun and random facts okay all right the end credit song mm. playing in the background yeah, is yeah. entitled love lives on mm. and includes a sweet <laughs> sweet sax solo <laughs> fuck yeah along with the vocal stylings of mr joe cocker
0: okay joe Cocker, he just comes out of nowhere doesn't he i, mean, I feel like he's just always randomly showing up and exactly
1: it was released as a single so i bet you could probably find it. maybe it's on you know Spotify. i'm gonna
0: add it to my playlist immediately. i know you love a sax solo i i do love a sexy set did you say this was 87 <laughs> sax- saxes were all the fucking range maybe he has a dangly earring oh my god yeah where's the zubas where's the body oil
1: <laughs> count me in the chains yeah <laughs> gold chains. <laughs> all right. The filmmakers decided to keep Harry a secret prior to the movie's release, mm-hmm. only offering up glimpses of him on all of the marketing and promo materials. Yeah. So they feel like this was blamed for the film not being very successful. Like no one really oh, knew. Oh, you played yourselves Big a little Foot bit. Bigfoot was the star. What's this movie gotcha, about? You know gotcha. what I mean? I could see yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Special effects master Rick Baker uh-huh. has stated that Harry is his best and favorite character that he's ever created. Really. Aww. And he based Harry's design on an orangutan. Oh, particularly cute. Harry's beard. Oh my God! That's so cute. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we never know what your accents are you're starting your whole you know a whole new one. Oh boy but at one point in the flick we talked about uh george drawing harry yeah, yeah. that was actually uh, rick baker's original design of harry that they put in the movie oh i love that mm-hmm. that's I love cool it. yeah yeah so we talked about the tchotchkes
0: yeah. <laughs> bring them in you yeah. know i love
1: them, <laughs> are, they available? So we see them. <laughs> are they available you know i would have expected to get something more than this sweatshirt but i job. know they should have had the slippers they should have had everything yeah. yes anyway so we see john lithgow carrying the bigfoot lamp okay, right yeah. and then melinda dylan who is the mom in a christmas story mm-hmm. uh did not care for the leg lamp which was an important plot device okay additional homage is paid to a christmas story uh with the character of ernie who is wearing the same glasses that ralphie wear and also carrying the red rider range model air rifle with a compass in the stock
0: wow okay just
1: like ralphie cute little nods homage the house used in the movie was a real seattle house Mm -hmm. and used for a few of the exterior shots i did know that the henderson's address is 437 manning drive which is west seattle nice the producers had to pay the city of seattle to keep the lights on in the space needle for the night scenes when George is rescuing Harry. Oh, wow. That's yeah, wild. That's pretty cool, okay. right? Um, let's see. Harry and the Hendersons had a TV spinoff, which we talked about. I did not know yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. I no. used to watch that all the time. Aww. Ran for three seasons, 91 to 93. Okay. And there was no original cast except for Kevin Peter Hall. Aw. Yes. Um, hands down, my favorite fun fact. Okay. Ever told here at Uncle ever. Bob's Met. Ever. Oh, my God. Okay. Ever. Hold on. Hold on. This is a moment. Okay, I know. Ahead. All right. Screenplay co-writer Bill Martin uh-huh. was also a writer for singer Harry Nielsen's album. Oh my god. <laughs> Entitled what? Harry. We know we we know I just talked about Harry Nielsen a few did. weeks back. You love him. Inside the album's cover, Harry Nielsen is wearing a bear suit. So Martin said that the character of Harry is named for Harry Nielsen oh do you love that i love did that Did that just brighten your day
0: when you found that out that's so cute that makes so much sense i love harry nelson yes Aww. yes
1: so go listen to that witch whisper i did on harry nelson yeah and that album yeah so good so good his music wow Mwah. love it all right so what is my lesson it's got to be something bigfoot you it's already talked something... about
0: bigfoot way back in the day i did when we were in Seattle, I when think When we were in yeah. Seattle
1: and we have some footage of our oh, like, yeah. yeah of our trip up there to the yeah, Cascade yeah. Mountains. So in my research I found that the character of LaFleur okay. and Dr. Wrightwood are loosely based on real life Bigfoot researchers like this crack Big Bigfoot researchers. <laughs> Bigfoot uh, researchers. And I'm trying to be. <laughs> and hunters. Yeah. So it got me to thinking about where we live. Because we, <laughs> Pennsylvania, although we're not the Pacific Northwest, right. which I find so interesting that we lived in both these places. Yeah. We have a vibe that Penso- we like. Pennsylvania yeah. is voted number three in likelihood of finding a, a big Bigfoot. Foot. I know. Yeah. UFOs are big out here, too. Well, we're going to talk about are that. We? Because it got me to thinking about our very own... Bigfoot hunter. Bigfoot and UFO (gasps) hunter. Oh, fun. One man in particular, Stan Gordon. Hey, Stan. He's been investigating UFOs and cryptids, specifically Bigfoot, since 1965. No shit. Is he still alive? Yes, he is, and he's like (laughs) eighty. Okay, and he lives in Greensburg. Oh my god! And he's lived there his entire life. Are you fucking kidding me? So Greensburg is like right around where we grew up. We could have been best buddies. Yes, damn. Okay. Um, He was trained as an electronics technician and specialized in radio communications. Ooh. Um, Lived in Greensburg his entire life, as I said, but became fascinated with UFOs and strange phenom (laughs) phenomenon (laughs) at the tender age of ten. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I, I, I think like this. I think you would have rocked yes. with them. I think you would have rocked with them. I think he's like 80 now, but you can <laughs> still be BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So by the 1960s, he became the investigations coordinator for the Telephone UFO Sightings Reports. How do you get that gig? I am one in. For the UFO Research Institute of Pittsburgh. Okay. okay. I didn't even hold know on, there was on. such a thing. Is it still here? I don't know. I couldn't find it. Well, I have to. I have to. You're going to have to dive deeper into that because I think that you'll get into this next thing I'm going to say. Okay. He became the lead investigator. For the incident that happened December 9th, 1965. Okay. Which was a UFO crash recovered in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Oh I've heard of this. So I think yes. that you'll probably cover that at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Prompting him to establish a hotline for the public to report their strange sightings. Which is still in existence. Are and you I believe it's his serious? private phone number. So don't be pranked. Oh <laughs> don't be prank calling this dude. Tell him we, yeah, tell I tell me I linked his website and the and the number is right up there. Oh my god, how yes. cute is that? Following the Kecksburg incident, Stan became involved in a rash of Bigfoot sightings that hit PA in the early seventies. No shit. With the big fellow appearing in residential neighborhoods and evil, even the local Greengate Mall. <laughs>
0: Imagine just things. fucking shopping, at the fucking mom. the
1: bonton, <laughs> Boss cars. We talked about that, <laughs> and seeing fucking Harry Henderson walk by. There I love you it. go. Uh, so making him not only the expert in UFOs, but he was the go-to guy for or anything Bigfoot. related to Bigfoot, cryptids, anything. Uh, oh, so this goes uh, way deeper than we have time for today, and I'm sure he's going to pop up he needs a witch in the future oh my what gosh if we could get a hold of him oh i'm sure you could he is like always appearing and doing talks as a well, matter of fact there was just something going on at the community college and he was like a speaker there color me intrigued
0: Last to month. be
1: front row <laughs> we're gonna get him on so i'm sure that we will see yeah. Stan. yeah so as far as i can gather stan believes that bigfoot is an interdimensional creature okay explain so that's where it comes in so he is not a this world like he can weave in and out he's not extraterrestrial but he's interdimensional so he can move between dimensions yes which Ah. is why no one has ever caught one or found a body stan so all of his dealings with ufos and then all of the sightings with um bigfoot Ah. that's what i can gather but it goes way deeper than that Ooh, that's interesting i know right so stan founded the westmoreland county ufo study group Wakufa <laughs> Yes, in, in really the, attention grabbing. Um, in nineteen seventy okay. to investigate UFO sightings and other strange occurrences in Pennsylvania. Should I join? I think you should. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Catch me hanging out with the 80-year-old fucking
1: looking for Bigfoot. Oh my gosh, he's the author of four. I said I needed friends. <laughs> you did. Yep. And there you go. I I <laughs> i love (laughs) this this, whatever i love this pairing (laughs) uh stan is the author of four books which you can find on his website and i linked it or you can find them on amazon uh silent invasion the pennsylvania ufo bigfoot case (laughs) book damn really mysterious pennsylvania astonishing encounters pennsylvania's unknown creatures and creepy cryptids okay i need all of these and strange ufo encounters of pennsylvania Fuck yeah. Right there's my birthday list right there. Right yep. there. Uh, Stan has made appearances on the sci fi channel, the history channel, unsolved mysteries, creepy Canada. Stan'd you get up- <laughs> <laughs> What you doing in Canada, Stan? Looking for Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. uh, Monsters and Mysteries on the Science Channel and most recently will appear in the new movie Paranormal Bigfoot and a new mini series entitled On the Trail of Bigfoot. Okay, we've got a fucking celebrity in our midst. We do. And not I mean, not only do we have Stan right down the road from us, but the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society is an all volunteer (laughs) research and investigation organization founded in nineteen ninety eight. Laura, go meet your people, honey, (laughs) please. (laughs) They investigate Bigfoot phenomena in the state of Pennsylvania. Right? I love this. That's so cool. it said that members include ex-law enforcement, military, scientists, paramedics, private investigators. Well, now you've scared me. Hunters, hikers, fishermen. (laughs) Now now I'm scared. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Their mission statement is to investigate, research, and collect data on Bigfoot using the latest technology available. Okay, so these aren't your people because they're technology savvy (laughs) Scratch gotcha that. It. I'm out. <laughs> He's going be like, you have not nothing to offer us. Get out. <laughs> Denied access. <laughs> But we also—that's not even it. We also have the Keystone Bigfoot Project, <laughs> what? Founded in 2012 as a long-term research project with the goal of cataloging and documenting Bigfoot sightings and encounters in Pennsylvania, and then they educate the public on their findings. Findings. Wow, I feel like we really need to like get out more, <laughs> right? <laughs> like see what's happening. I know that's wild. I, it's so interesting. The group claims that does not advocate a pro-kill stance when it comes to Bigfoot. Okay, so don't kill the big fellow if you see him. But say. it does recognize a specimen may need to be collected for official classification. Their policy is to non-evasively collect evidence through audiovisual means and collect secondary physical evidence, hair, poop, droppings, castings, <laughs> artifacts. The organization works closely with the scientific community for examination of said things whenever possible. They're so, probably just looking at a bunch of fucking deer poop. I mean, <laughs> you should. I, they have a huge database on their website, so I've linked that. Oh, my God. That's and, so cool. And last but not least, MUFON. Okay. the mutual UFO network serving Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Delaware, established in 1969. Yeah, of course. Their mission is to investigate reported UFO sightings, which Stan Gordon was the former director of. Stan. Stan has done it all. And Stan, he's still Stan. T- Stan. I Stan. I heard Stan. I'm getting a t-shirt I'm made. i a t-shirt. I heard, I heard Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Not his full name. Just <laughs> Stan. Vague. <Mysterious> just <laughs> could be any Stan, yeah. but we know which one we're talking about. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So uh, that's what I have on Stan Gordon. I think it's interesting. He's, there's so much more to that's dive into literally there. literally
0: right where we grew up. That's wild. Oh my gosh. That's Crazy, so right? cool. And that we did not intend for our topics to like, cause I randomly decided to do Stand By Me. So I don't yeah. know. Everything just kind of
1: like yeah. meshed together yeah, like, today. Definitely. Cause when I was going through, the, through this, I was like, I'm feeling so nostalgic are so homesick for Seattle like yeah, I miss it's Seattle it's a weird
0: feeling because we weren't there for too too long mm-hmm. but it did really feel like home and even though I am happy to be back here I still really do like yeah. the nature it. yeah, specifically the nature which you can really see in this movie yeah, yeah. oh for sure and it's then, gorgeous and Mount me, Rainier Oregon, too so like you're yeah. seeing
1: all of that nature from the Pacific yeah. Northwest it's Pretty, yeah. Mount Rainier was definitely a focal point in that I think at yeah. one point I read that uh, he puts a dent in the car with his head and it's supposed to be shaped like Mount Rainier that's cute yeah so they you know they make nods to Mount Rainier and you know that area it's just so beautiful we'll go back yeah we'll go back for sure I'm going uh, for a visit. Wow. Yeah, so that's okay, and that was a little bit
0: of a heart tugger. Yeah. We still had some laughs. We did. No one farted.
1: No. <laughs> there were no, there were no fart and dick jokes today. I should today. have Jake insert a clip <laughs> of a fart. <laughs> <laughs> of your <laughs> fart. <laughs> From that one time that we all know what I'm talking about. Can we just let this d- lie? No, never.
0: Now <laughs> I'm going to bring it up every episode for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks for hanging out with yeah, us, everyone. everybody. That was a. Uh, that was a good one i feel like i needed this yeah, one yeah yeah I yeah think i this think this will you probably go down as one i remember i think it will all right yeah. well all right. i'm gonna share an old photo Are of you? us on instagram okay. yeah why not i'm sure okay. i can find some renaissance <laughs> festival photo <laughs> all right wonderful and we'll catch you next time all right ttfn cut print check the gate moving on